this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your host, co-host, actually, <laughs> Wazney Lambray, a.k.a. Big Waz, joined as always by my brother, my partner, Nando Vila, who is at the beach right now, catching some rays and some waves, baby boy. That's right. I'm up in Ventura County, away from all the mucky muck down in L.A., uh, just wide, sandy beaches, living my life, really enjoying it. I love it. Whenever I hear about Ventura County, I think about Anderson Pac's breakout release, Malibu. Because um, his next one was called Ventura or Oxnard or something like that. Wasn't yeah, yeah. quite as good, but I I sort of got the theme of what he was doing with his album names after I moved here and sort of, you know, whatever. Anyway, Ventura County always makes me think of the Malibu album. Nice. On today's show, Nando, Amazon... Lots of big things happening with Amazon. Jeff Bezos announced that he's stepping down from his position as chief executive officer of the company, a company that he founded and a position that he's held for 27 years. He's going to move on to being just the chairman of the board. Mm. <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> no big deal. Poor just guy. the chairman of the board of a company that's valued at close to $2 trillion. Not, you know, no big deal. Uh, we're going to get into that, the ramifications of that, as well as what's happening in Bessemer, Alabama, where these poor black people, man, trying to put their minds together, their little bit of might together to push this unionization effort through. Talk about the monkey wrenches that, they, that, that they're trying to throw into that. 
the snags that have arisen from that. Um, again, we told you about this a few weeks ago. It's a big deal because it would mean everything for hundreds of, literally hundreds of thousands of workers. But first, man, we got to start with the number one topic in America. Donald Trump's impeachment trial. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about that. Nobody gives a fuck about that. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the freaking stimulus, man. Uh, yeah. It seems like Joe Biden is dead set on passing $2 trillion of stimulus. Yeah. Um, he, you know, we saw cinema and mansion sort of dilly-dallying. The Dems, surprisingly, no, you know what's, you know what's, you know what isn't surprisingly though, Nando? Groups that work outside of the Democratic Party going out and buying ads in Arizona, in West Virginia, yeah. to try to com- to put pressure on those politicians. Yes, Kamala Harris made her rounds in West Virginia and Definitely, and in a official capacity, trying to make the case for this $2 trillion stimulus bill. But I think it's different when these outside organizations start being like, no, 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 we're going to try to put our fingers on the scale of this as well. And we've seen it. Joe Manchin coming out, changing his tune, talking about, look, man, if it's got to be $2 trillion, then it's got to be. But, you know, we want to pass something more targeted. That's the new word we keep. That's the new buzzword, man, oh, yeah. Joe. More targeted efforts in the stimulus. Um, I think it's just interesting to watch how quickly the tune has changed. Last week, we were definitely a little bit more dejected by some of the rhetoric coming out of these conservative Dems, but... You see what happens when people apply pressure and actually stump for something. Yeah. You could change people's tunes. Yeah. No, and I think that, you know, to his credit, I mean, it seems like Biden is is doing He's dead set. Yeah, he's yep. playing he's playing the role because I mean, I think the combination someone like Joe Manchin, like the combination of like the outside pressure groups plus the the president of the United States like in his own party, like telling him <laughs> the bully puppy. Yeah, yep. it does have an effect. I mean, this is like what Obama never really did, right? I mean, he he did not want to strong arm uh, his his uh, his senators in his own caucus. Um, you know, Biden has been in the Senate for a long time. Like he was he was in the Senate from since nine like the early nineteen seventies through two thousand. Might as well be a mascot, a living yeah. mascot, walking mascot for right. the Senate. This guy, and you know, apparently, reportedly, he did tell Joe Manchin, "Is like, listen, what do we, what do we want to do? Like what we did eight years ago with the stimulus, in which we negotiated with the Republicans for eight months, wasted all that time, um, whittled it down, <laughs> and then they didn't vote for it anyway. You know, like, and it's like, yeah, I mean, that's that's the right thing to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uncle Joe dispensing with the with the no malarkey." Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, so it looks like they're going to try to pass it through something called budget reconciliation, which means that you don't need uh, uh, 60 votes to overcome the filibuster. You cannot filibuster this thing called budget reconciliation process. And you basically get one shot a year to do budget reconciliation. Um, it's like you get one chance, you know, it's like Eminem, you know, you, like uh, in eight miles. You only get one shot. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and, his arms are heavy, yeah. knees weak, arms are ready. His mom is ready, ready. Mom's forgetting. That's that's Joe Biden right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and it does seem like. Listen, I have seen. I have like a lot of issues with like liberal uh, pundits and things like that. But it does seem like a lot of them, like Ezra Klein and um, you know uh, EJ Dion and Ron Brownstein, like a lot, a lot of the sort of prominent liberal pundits have understood the urgency 
They've learned the lessons of the Obama administration, which they understand the urgency to pass something big, big stimulus that will help the economy, will put money in people's pockets as a way to save the Democratic Party's chances in the midterms. And it looks like that has filtered through to Joe Biden because he is willing now to pass this through the whole thing through budget reconciliation. And in order to do that, they needed to first pass basically a, a resolution to get to budget reconciliation. And there was some doubts as to whether the Democrats would actually get all the 50 votes to do that. And they did. They passed it. Um, so <laughs> so now the budget reconciliation process starts. And it's super complicated. And it's like really not worth getting into. But it's going to take a while. Like it, The best I've read is that um, the earliest we can hope for something to actually pass is in March. But, you know... Which sucks because you know they need money to they need appropriate money for the COVID vaccine rollout. Like I mean, we need to get that vaccine out there, um, and the earlier they get the money appropriated, the better. But it is it is pretty stunning if the Democrats do manage to pass a two trillion dollar stimulus through budget reconciliation. That would be that would be very good to be honest, just for a lot of people's <laughs> lives, and it would be surprising in some yeah. ways. Um, yeah, it's not like enough. They would have pro- They yeah. would have proven. Loudmouth me and Nando, smart asses, completely wrong, and actually went out, fought for it, didn't let the, the you know, what's the opposite of better angels? Whatever the opposite of yeah. better angels take over, and they're doing it. And, you know, you still, because, like, Manchin went on TV yesterday, because you kind of got it, like, after you get smothered, by the other side, you got to kind of come out and sort of try to defend your position. And he's basically talking out of both sides of his mouth. He's like, look, I want something bipartisan and right. targeted. But like, I mean, shit, if, I, if the Republicans are not going to come to the table, we're not going to pass some piddly middling freaking bill. That's that, you know, I would love to pass something that was just, you know, 1.3 trillion, but the Republicans don't even want to do that. And it's like, if y'all really were trying to be bipartisan, y'all want y'all 600, we want our 1.9, 1.3. They're not even going to, they're not going to put their names on 1.3. And so Manchin had to come out and basically with egg in his face, where he's literally talking out of both sides of his mouth. And I think something else that's important, Nando, is that the governor from Joe Manchin's state yeah, went out and did his own stumping, a Republican governor. Um, by the way, a two he's a billionaire. He's allegedly worth two billion dollars, this guy, right? So not only is he Republican, not only is he is he an oligarch, he came out and said, look, <laughs> we can't do this fiscal responsibility shit. If it's if we waste a little money saving people's lives, so be it. This dude gave an antidote on CNN that shocked the hell out of the lady. I forget this lady's name, but she was like, I mean, wait, hold on here. You're just going to be willing. You're just down with $2 billion, $2 trillion? She was shocked. But he was like, look, a lady who works for me, one of her neighbors died in the cold, old guy in his house because he probably couldn't pay his heating bill. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. In my state. Yeah. Period. And this guy came out and is stumping for it. And I think that's why I think you see, you know, Biden feeling bold and to be like, fuck you guys. Yeah. As far as your bipartisan stuff, because I do have bipartisan shit. I got Republican governors. I got a shit ton of Republican mayors yeah. who are like, bruh. 
Because the mayors, you know, they deal with this budgetary stuff they on can't a run daily a basis. They can't. They literally have to count every penny. So the mayors who live it every day, unlike a Lindsey Graham who does, he's a senator. He doesn't deal with fucking budgetary issues on a day-to-day. Like these mayors who live it every day, they signed some huge freaking, you know, little letter to Joe Biden like, yo, we need it. We need it. We need that state and local funding. We need that right now. And I think that's why you see, you know, the wind is at Joe Biden's back right now. And the momentum is on the side of two fucking trillion dollars, which again, if you remember 09, it was 600 billion. And they were pretending like the world was going to (laughs) end. And now Joe Biden's telling you, no, 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 no. This is the least we could do. This is the minimum of what we can do. Again, I just I find the irony that Joe Biden might end up being a better president than Obama, like just so funny. But, um, <laughs> you know, th- this so this thing is going to pass if it does pass. Let's not count our chickens before they hatch. Eggs before, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but again, it looks like it's it's moving in the right direction. Um, it's going through a process called budget reconciliation. That process inside the Senate is controlled by something called the Senate Budgetary Committee. And do you know who is the head of the Senate Budgetary Committee? Big Was. Do you know what that that man's name is? That's right. Bernard Sanders. Bernard Sanders (laughs) is the newly minted head of the Senate Budgetary Committee. He is in charge of the budget reconciliation (laughs) process. Oh, it feels good. It feels good. Um, It's going to be interesting to see. You know, it's going to be fun. I mean, in that sense, it's going to be fun to see how he handles that responsibility. I mean, obviously, you couldn't. Absolutely. You know, have it a better in more trustworthy hands. But yeah, I mean, hands, again, uh, I can't tell you how crucial it would be to pass this $2 trillion stimulus for the Democrats' hopes in 2020 and going forward in the country. I mean, the next things they got to pass are these basically um, reforms that help them maintain their own power, basically uh, abolishing the Electoral College, uh, giving D.C. statehood, uh, expand, like reinstating the Voting Rights Act, um, expanding voting rights to felons at a federal level across the entire country. Like all these things that, that, are, that are, will help them kind of win elections in the future is the next thing that they got to do. Um, obviously, they're not going to do that through reconciliation. Um, but if they pass this reconciliation and they see that it starts helping people, Maybe, maybe then you'll start to see discussions of them maybe abolishing the filibuster and being able to pass this thing because these things mm-hmm. cannot pass without abolishing the filibuster. They can abolish the filibuster if they wanted to. The filibuster is an abolishable thing. It's not something that's not like a law that's written into the Constitution. It's something that can be abolished by a simple majority in the Senate. Um, so, so yeah, keep an eye on 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 that the legislative process going forward. I mean, but yeah, it looks like around March is when we can expect maybe, possibly, this budget reconciliation process to be finished. And yeah, I mean, hopefully it's going to go because that's going to be a lot of money in people's pockets when they desperately need it. And it's going to be a lot of money for COVID vaccine rollout when we desperately need it. Yeah, and I do want to give a shout out to my son, my man, um, Chuck Pierce, who um, had a little blog about... Uh, you know, Jim Justice basically like, fuck out of here, Republicans. And he said something that we basically the 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 idea of which we espouse on this show on a weekly basis, 
Pierce said, money has no ideology. Money is simply money. (laughs) That's it. That's what Jim Justice understands, right? Like, this isn't about anything else. This is about everybody understands the importance of getting money out to people so that they can freaking live their lives. Everybody gets the importance of that. And that that just shows you the the enormity, like just how enormous this moment is, the gravity of it all. It's it's amazing. So, yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, Biden came out, and and in his first couple of weeks, he signed a shit ton of executive orders, and he's, you know, he's hit the ground running. I'm 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 I'm, I'm stuttering because I, I hesitate to say this again. We don't want to count our eggs before they hatch, but Joe Biden is doing it. Yeah, for now, we'll see. He's doing it for now, for now, we'll see. for right now. He's 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 fighting these people off that would peel off, you know, the goodies of this of this freaking bill. And he's straight up standing tall like he's standing tall. There's there's no two ways about it. This is an upset, y'all. Hey, what's going on, y'all? I have some really excited stuff to share with you guys. Finally, finally doing my own stereo show with a very very special guest or two (laughs) you're gonna have to tune in and see and i think what's gonna distinguish stereo from what you typically hear from us on the counter dings or the bomb feed believe it or not we're a little bit more censored because we have to we're pitching people's products it's a little bit more public facing and offering when we generally do our own shows but on stereo, when we go live, it's just going to have to be a little bit spicier, man. A little bit more real talk because it's going to be a more intimate setting. You guys can send us questions. It's interactive. Whereas when you listen to Bomb, you just get it in your podcast feed and you listen to it. This is going to be live, interactive experience. And you know, that's my favorite thing to do is to interact with our audience and feed off of you guys. So make sure you go to Stereo.com backslash Big Y. How you make sure you get to this live show that I'm going to do on February 9th, go to Stereo.com backslash Big Waz. Turn on the notifications. Follow me. Join. You're not going to want to miss this. We're going to make this a more regular thing. I think it's going to be something very fun. Don't miss this. See y'all soon. Of course, you know, at the top of the show, I mentioned that Jeff Bezos uber billionaire um basically like if lex luger from batman was on steroids <laughs> yeah. uh yeah. just 10 times more evil and scary that's who jeff bezos would be um you know he just announced that he's stepping down from amazon as the ceo which again the idea that he couldn't come back at any time or just take over his own freaking company again i find that to be laughable <laughs> Um, but you know, like, uh, let's face it, the everyday stresses of being an oligarch in that hands-on type of way, right? Not in the, you know, I write a check, I put pressure on bitch-ass politicians, not in that way, which he's still going to do, but like that everyday being in the pressure cooker of trying to figure out how to beat Apple, Facebook, and Google on a day-to-day basis to everything, um, I'm sure that has its stresses. It's just like, look, man, um, this thing is about as successful as could have ever thought it would be. I'm going to go do other things now, right? Like, you know, I get it. I'm divorced now. I'm 
I'm moving on to the next chapter of my life. Um, I've read a couple of things about what this will mean functionally at the company. Nobody can be sure for sure, but the dude who's taking over has been at the company forever. He's the one that's in charge of their sort of cloud, cloud-based technology shit. Yeah, which is their you main know, moneymaker. They're sort of, right, their main moneymaker, which is why he got to be CEO. I forget the dude's name. It doesn't fucking matter. Andrew Jassy. But, you know, Jassy, yeah. there you go. I knew it was something weird. But Jeff Bezos is out, and this is right on the heels of the most serious unionization threat to Amazon in America since the company started 27 years ago um, in Bessemer, Alabama. Uh, currently, Nando, this is so funny, man. Um, Amazon is trying to make it the union vote an in-person vote. Oh, yeah. Like Amazon of all companies that just made a shit ton of money from people being at home because of the, you know, the pandemic and how unsafe it is for people to be traveling and going to places in person is like, nah, fuck that. Y'all should have to come in. Like the like the irony is not lost on any of us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're gonna fight this tooth and nail. And Bezos has said in the past that, oh, we don't see why Amazon needs to be unionized. Amazon is good money. I don't know why. Well, I, we don't need a middleman to talk to our employees. Blah 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 blah. Um, it, I'm curious to see how they handle this, Nando. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't help to think of the the sort of dichotomy of that. That on the week that Jeff Bezos is stepping down as CEO, um, the workers at at one of the poorest in one of the in one of the poorest states in America, in one of the poorest places within that yep. state, Bessemer, Alabama, mm-hmm. Union Warehouse, are, are, are doing this unionization drive. Like literally, to me, the maybe the most important story in America right now. <laughs> like, especially if you're mm-hmm. if you're anywhere on the left. I mean, outside of like obviously, there's the big big stuff happening in Washington, the legislative process and all that stuff. But like you and I was, we always talk about if you want. Progress in America. If you want social progress in any way, that comes with union power. Period. Period. End of the story. Yep. You know, without union power, there will be no meaningful social progress. You care about ending racism. You can. You you care about um, you know making a, a more just world. That comes through labor power. Period. It comes by threatening the profits of the system. And the only people that can do that are people who are in a labor union. So. Um, you know, Amazon, which to me is kind of the most iconic company of our era. It is, it's hard to overstate how powerful Amazon is and its ability to essentially take over entire industries in a way that you could see a future if like, if nothing changes and the trajectories kind of continue on the way that we're on right now, you could imagine a future kind of like that movie Wally, in which like we all kind of live in a world that was just dominated by a single company, a single private company like that. It, I don't know if you saw Wally, but it's all, uh, so I've never oh, seen sure it. See it. It's, but I'll take it's your really word good. for it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so, you know, Amazon, because mostly because of the strength of, you know, everyone thinks about it as an online retailer, but like it really is this cloud services business that is their the fuel behind their expansion because it makes so much money that what they can do is target an industry that they want to take over, deficit finance, you know, their entry into that yep. industry using the profits from another sector of their business, and then basically undercut everyone in that in that in that industry. Put them out of business, and then they control it. Um, 
you know that that's right. Just, and and people need time to and time and again. people need to know that. Um, like let's say you have a hammer business, and you right. start selling hammers on Amazon. Amazon notices that you are killing your competitors at hammers. They study how and why. Then they start a hammer business exactly like yours, sell it for half as much as you sell yours for because they can afford to because they make billions of dollars from their other business, start just basically killing you. They bring the, they put yeah. their hammer at the top of every single hammer search for half the price, of course, start killing you. You start bleeding money and they say either sell to us or die. And now they're yeah. the king of the hammer business. And they do that with yeah. every single freaking business. Like, you know, whatever. That's how yeah. every monopoly operates. And boom, it's, you know, it's the opposite of free market competition and all of that shit. Like, it's literally a monopoly. And that's yeah. what they do. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And, 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 you know, like the pandemic, like, and, like on so many other things, is just quickened trends that were already existing. Yep. And so... Um, Amazon during the pandemic has grown in a way that is just like boggles the mind. I, I read somewhere that um, starting in July, when it sort of seemed obvious that like the pandemic was here to stay and whatever, and they kind of adjusted their business model to it, uh, they started hiring 3,000 people a day, <laughs> every single day, new employees at Amazon, 3,000. It's like they're like hundreds of thousands of people have been employed, new employees from Amazon just this year. Um it's absolutely crazy. So a unionization drive at Amazon, especially one of its poorest outposts, right? Bessemer, Alabama, just like desperately poor, uh, mostly black, mostly women. Um, it would strike at the heart of the system, right? It would just strike at the heart of the system. If they succeed, if these poor disenfranchised people succeed in their fight against the most powerful man in the world, the richest company in the world, the most powerful company in the world, it, I think it would send shockwaves through the system. And you could see it sparking just a flurry of labor activity, unlike we've seen in decades, really. I mean, it, it would just be, it would be absolutely crazy. And then, you know, at the same time, Jeff Bezos is stepping down and Jeff Bezos, who is an absolutely brilliant man in some ways. I mean, he really is. Like, you can't deny it. He's also like an absolutely like megaloma like megalomaniacal <laughs> man, and that he seemed hell bent on world domination. You know, right. he's doing this clever thing where he's leaving a CEO but staying on as chairman of the board. Um, and what basically that means is that he gets to have all the power with none of the accountability. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, you think someone's like, you know, Jeff Bezos says like, oh, Amazon should be doing this. Like, you think the CEO is going to be like, no, I don't think we're going to do that. Uh, no, no, he's still going right. to have all the power. <laughs> right. He's going to be able to tell people no, what to Jeff, do. No, I Jeff, don't, I don't think so, Jeff. I don't. I just don't think that's a bad idea. And as, you know, in my capacity as CEO, I get to do what I want now. No, 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 sir. No, that's not going to no. happen. No. Yeah. <laughs> no he's still going to be a gentle touch on the so shoulder. Like, Jassy? Yeah. You know the vibes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I just think it's uh, it's it's worth following those two stories because it's kind of like the upstairs downstairs of America. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the it's sort of our billionaire overclass, which rules everything and dominates our lives, and then the seeds of a of a I don't want to say revolt, but a uh, uh, sort of taking back the power from the people on the bottom of our society. Um, which is the only way 
that meaningful change is going to happen. And so February 8th, mark that on your calendars, that this episode airs February 4th. That's four days from now. That's when the Amazon union vote starts um, in Bessemer, Alabama. And it's just really like we should be watching that very closely. We should be throwing our support, our solidarity, you know, if there's a if if you know there's strike funds and things like that to 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 that you can support, um, tweet about it, do you know all that stuff. Yep. Look look it up. Give those workers their support because they they really need it. They're in the fight. They're in a fight for their lives, and it really could mean an absolute sea change. Yeah, man. I you know obviously there's no other way to put this. Again, you know just to crystallize why we find this to be important. It's not like Amazon on their own. Again, one of the richest companies ever, <laughs> ever, 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 ever on their own said, yo, pfft, these jobs, nobody should be working at our warehouse making less than 45, 55, 60 G's a year without health care, um, without um, a pension retirement fund, without all of these things. If anybody can afford it... <laughs> It's Amazon. And it's so it's not like they said this manpower that allows us to take over the world. Let's reward them with quality jobs. They said, no, we don't have to. So why would we do that? That's 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 it. And beyond the money and it's the the conditions inside those warehouses. I mean, I'm sure oh my we God, have forget people about it. I'm sure we have people in the in the audience who who, who work work at an Amazon warehouse. Um you know, they they have like robots like monitoring your every movement, every second of your day is accounted for. Um, there's been stories of people wearing workers wearing diapers on the job because they couldn't even like take off the few minutes it takes to go to the bathroom. Um, just really crazy things, um, you know, very dystopian uh, realities in which they treat their workers like machines, essentially, that they're tools um, rather than human beings. And that's what a union does. It helps you fight back against those conditions. You know, beyond better pay, um, better benefits, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. also like what kinds of conditions do you work mm-hmm. under? I mean, that's you're spending, a, mm-hmm. you know, at least eight hours a day on your job. That's a third of your life. You know, you have a, eight hours to work. Eight hours. You should to be sleep. allowed to work sla- safely. You should yeah. be allowed to. You know what I mean? Take sick pay. I mean, take sick days. Get workman's comp if you injure yourself on the job. Like. All of these things that like it's just it's so obvious that a company that like Amazon should already be doing, right? And yeah. on another note, um, because Nando mentioned it briefly, because but because we're not that type of pod, even though it's in the name, um, this is when you use your woke fucking rhetoric. Yeah. Like these are poor black people, mainly women, who work their asses off okay who are being exploited and taken advantage of in a ridiculous way this is when you say yo this is how you help black people you get them great jobs right like you get them jobs that are quality jobs that they will be able to pay their rent probably buy a crib in bessemer alabama you know one day, maybe take their kid on vacation, all these types of things. This is what you should be stumping for your fucking wokeness for, right? Yeah. Like, if anything, well, this is when we should be using it. But, you know, and it is I, what it is. Know, I get why people get so up in arms about it. But, like, the, the big controversy today is that the Golden Globes snubbed uh, Delroy Lindo and uh, I May Destroy You. And, like, yes, 
I made to show you is one of the most genius shows I've ever seen in my fucking life. Of course. Life. That's, of that's course. a fact. <laughs> of course. And it's definitely a snub and all that stuff. Like, if you really want to help black people, like, you know, some actors getting awards is nice, but it's yeah. not, uh, it's, it has pales in comparison to workers in Bessemer, Alabama getting a union. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? No and not to be comparison. that guy, like, a, yeah. No, not to but be like pedantic be. about that. But you know what I mean? But like, that's like, if you really want to help, the most marginalized. I mean, labor power is the way to do it. You know, like one hundred percent. And because the bottom line is, Michaela Cole. Let's face it, is already home. Like whether yeah. she gets recognized for her show, which again is one of the all-time greatest things I've ever seen as an artistic statement. I've never ever seen or felt anything like that show. One hundred percent, she deserves recognition. But the simple fact is. She's gone. That yeah. ship has left the station. She's good for life, this woman, right? Yeah. For her talents and all of that. Like, it's whack that she won't get a Golden Globe, but she's good. You know, we can save our energy. We can say, yo, the Golden Globes kind of ruined their own credibility. Yeah. Like, let's face it. They didn't, you know, they didn't, <laughs> nobody thinks lesser of Michaela Cole because she didn't get nominated for a Golden no. Globe. Y'all need to understand the Golden Globe is bullshit. So their credibility is now shot behind this. But let's face it, no black person's life will be improved because Michaela Cole got nominated for a freaking Golden Globe. Not even Michaela Cole, by the way. Yeah, she'll be fine. Um, you know? Yeah, I mean, and, and again, I don't want to like uh, be like annoying and pedantic about that because I get why people feel very passionate about art and culture and it's important, you know? And like, and the recognition, the type of art that gets recognized in society is a reflection of the society's values and all that stuff. That's true. But I promise you, building labor power is the way to get all the things you want in your life. It just is. Like, it really is the, it's a much quicker path. It's a much more robust path. You know, the, the, the recognition in elite circles for um, high level things, like, they're always going to, they're, they're clever. They're going to let in, they're going to let in a few marginalized people uh, mm -hmm, into the club mm -hmm, to sort of maintain, mm -hmm. to, to be able to maintain the existing power structures the way they are uh, for the vast majority of people. They'll let in a few people in the club. They don't care. You know, they don't really care. Um, they're fine <laughs> with it. You're going to see that more and more. You're going to see more um, CEOs and things like that being let into the club. Um, but it's going to be used as a way to maintain the existing power structures of society for the 99% of people that don't get invited to the club. Um, and so you got to be very careful about that. You got to be very watchful of that, that that kind of politics is a dead end, that the real kind of politics is happening at the employee employer level. And that the only way to change things is through labor power. Yeah, facts. Um, again, I, I and I can attest to myself, like as somebody who used to, you know, who clapped and cheered when when Jay Z sold Rockefeller to the Russians for one hundred and fifty million dollars, and you know when Jay Z um, did this next big money thing, or it was just like, look at this thing that Jay Z's doing as a black man, and blah blah blah. And like realistically, what has like does Rock Nation make the lives of when he yeah when he did his two hundred million dollar deal with Live Nation like does Rock Nation improve anybody's lives if anything like 
I've heard how Rock Nation treats their employees. Like that place sucks. <laughs> Even yeah. if you want to say like they're em- they're empowering people, be- it's like I'll never eh, forget. They're not. I'll never forget Bomani Jones's article about Jay Z after the he signed that deal with the NFL. Um, and Bomani Jones wrote an article. He was like, "Listen, Jay Z's black man, but he's also a billionaire." And you know, <laughs> I know which one. I know I which know one which of those one two you... identities comes first. <laughs> you know, like, let's stop it. Let's stop with the BS, guys. Like more Jay Zs are never gonna help the freaking people, the women in Bessemer, Alabama. And that's all we ever try to say here. Anyway, that's our show for this week, man. Make sure you're checking out every single Count the Dings offering, of course, Cinephobe, the mailbag on Friday. Um, you know, growing up the same with Trey and Jason. Uh, the OG show, Amin, myself, John Gervais, and Black Trey. Uh, Wednesday service, of course. Make sure you're checking out every single offering on Counter Things in the Bomb Feed, man. We appreciate the support. Um, you know, everything is full steam ahead. Fernando Villan, Big Wise, we're out of here. Later. <laughs>